Hello, and welcome back to the Test Drive Podcast, brought to you by Sport Car USA. I'm your host, Lee Baudet. Hi, everybody. I'm Lee Baudet, your host of this Test Drive podcast. I've been a host of Test Drive on the YouTube channel for a couple of years now, radio broadcaster for 40 years. I've got my own show on 98.9 WOKO called the Radio Flea Market, and that's every Sunday between 8 and 11. Also, the front man host for Sport Car USA and a car enthusiast by entire life. With me is Scott Nickerson. Scott is also from Sport Car USA. How's it going, Lee? It's going very, very well. We uh, jotted down a few notes here and thought we'd just kind of like go over a few different topics on cars, which we both love very, very much. We'll be talking about our first dream car, our first car story. We're going to talk about how cars are going to look in the future, muscle car industry, what's that all about, what's it going to be. And that's just a couple of the many topics that we'll be talking about today. So to begin with, the muscle car industry. Sport Car USA buys and sells muscle cars throughout the country and beyond. A lot of people concerned as to how the muscle car industry will be looking moving forward. Yeah, there's the uh, impending doom of V8s going away. Really hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, think about it. seems like it's come up very sudden, too. Like all of a sudden, these manufacturers are just getting rushed to their final production years and stuff. There's no question the EVs are coming. They're already here. Uh, EV charging stations are going up everywhere. But still, the demand and the supply, I believe there's a huge problem. I just can't see it happening in the near future. Maybe I'm totally wrong on this. But I'm not against EVs at all. Yes, we love modern muscle cars. But I got to tell you. It's just not there yet. It's not there yet. And... If I were looking for an EV slash hybrid, I would go hybrid because you don't have to plug it in. Yeah. And that's kind of like right in the middle. You're going to get fantastic gas mileage without plugging it in. Right. So, yeah, a lot of the issues with EV sports cars, like there's no doubt that they are going to be faster and quicker just because of the way the science works, right? Like electric motors, there's instant torque and... You know, you don't have to cool an engine and there's just a lot. The way they work is a lot different so that there's able to be higher performance ceilings. But the roar of the engine is like a big reason. The smell of burning gas is like a big reason people love muscle cars. Yeah. Can you do a burnout with an EV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have (laughs) uh, they have all kinds of features. Yeah. Um, I was in a I was moving a Tesla to one of our other lots recently. uh, Model three that we had and you go through the menus and it's got drift mode. Hmm. So. I, you know, and what who, does drift mode do? I didn't try it out. No. Not on the clock, you know. <laughs> we know that the new Corvette's coming out as a hybrid. Yep. It's going to be a hybrid Corvette, which just blows me away. A lot of this blows me away. It's just so hard to believe. Like you said, it seems like it's coming up really, really quickly on us. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the Camaro ending their production after 2024. The yeah, Challenger ending their production. Yeah, and the Challenger is the biggest one that's going out with a bang. They're doing the the 170 which is going to be an over 1000 horsepower drag street legal car that anyone can go buy off the lot. And I would say with Sport Car USA Scott, maybe you would agree with me, maybe not, that the Challenger is probably the most popular modern muscle car 
that we have sold. Yeah, we have a lot of those and GT350s. Those are huge. Yeah, Sport Car USA just received a 392 Challenger. Yep. I'm not sure of the year of that. Maybe a 21? I'm not 100% sure. It's the the blue one yeah, that yeah. we have down in the showroom. It only yeah. has like 300 miles on it. Yeah, we basically got it right off a showroom floor. Had it flat bedded up here. Just today, we got a 2018 uh, Hellcat. It's in yellow, right. black right. hood, manual transmission. Super cool. The philosophy here at Sport Car USA is if we have to sit on these cars, we're going to sit on them. Yep. We are a specialty automotive dealership, if you will. We have a warehouse. We don't care if some of these cars sit for two, three, four, five years because somebody's going to want them. And guess what? They are not going to depreciate in value because of the EVs coming. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see people who own those last year models, what the market looks like with those just by owning them, if they're going to appreciate a ton or if they're going to kind of just hold their value. But it'll be interesting. Like you, like you said, 2024 is a lot kind of the, the year that a lot of these cars are going to be stopping. And then the Camaro, they like they're going out with a special edition. The sixth generation Camaro is going to be the last one. Although I don't think it'll be the end. I think that it's just like uh, fashion, you know, yeah. comes things will come back. And I don't think we're going to see the end of these combustion vehicles. I just I find it hard to believe. I agree. I agree. And if they do come back as an EV faster, quicker than ever before, right. they probably will keep the nameplate Camaro and Challenger. Right. So, yeah, the Dodge has their EV. It's the Charger. I think it's a working work in progress, but it's a, I think it's a Charger Banshee. Uh, so it doesn't it looks more like the old old style chargers like back when they were right. like classic muscle um but they've got an emulated engine noise that sounds like a cat because mm. you know like the hellcat sort of thing oh yeah um but you, you just don't have the the engine sound and i think that's people like aftermarket exhaust companies i don't know if it was uh true or not but i saw that some aftermarket companies are now switching to uh people who do exhaust people are going to be switching to like speaker integration and interesting integrating things so that they can remain in the industry with exhaust type work but yeah. for evs yeah that is very interesting if you've ever been to one of our sport car usa events <laughs> or showcases they, they definitely yeah, yeah you're gonna hear some loud out. noise at one of our showcases we got another one coming up in just a couple of weeks here a week uh, from at, yeah tomorrow it's at the sport car usa uh, upper campus if you will off of exit 20 in St. Albans, a Highgate Road, and there's a four, excuse me, there's a Toyota and a Chevy dealership. Clear the entire lot, and then all the muscle cars will be coming in. It'll be hopefully it's loud. I'd love to do a thing where uh, we start all the cars on the lot all yeah, at once. That would be cool. That'd be super cool. I think I can make that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard anything about the Mustang? No. Well, they just came out with a new Mustang, uh, or they announced it. I think it's coming out in 23 or 24. So I'm not 100% sure what they're doing with that. I mean, they already have their EcoBoost. So right. they have they have different things like that. I mean, v, uh, the Chargers, they have a V6 version. Challengers, they have a V6 version. So a lot of these cars, they have a smaller engine version. But the Camaro, back to that, uh, there's no longer going to be a turboed four-cylinder. So right. the start point for Camaros is going to be, it used to be under 30,000 you could get into a, a Camaro. It's still a Camaro body style-wise, but, you know, not the V8. But yeah. now it's 
you can't even get the four cylinder. So you think about some of the muscle cars that went away and came back, like the Charger, mm-hmm. the Challenger, the Camaro, Mustang. No, it's always been there. It's always been, even though there was a Mustang right. two, which is an embarrassment. Yeah, that was because of the energy crisis in right. the but it was early eighties or late seventies. There, it was still a Mustang. Same like like we talked about before, the Viper. It came and went multiple times. Uh, Corvettes have always stayed around, though. They've—I don't think they've taken really a production break. No, not since the early fifties. And like you were saying, like the the Corvettes are now a hybrid model, but they're still keeping that V eight. Yeah. Uh, but you're getting all wheel drive because they're adding uh, EV hybrid engines to the front wheels. So that's like a really cool uh, tactic on how to kind of go towards that more energy efficient route, but then still keep the power and it's two and a half seconds zero to 60. that's crazy my corvette my 2020 corvette is zero to 60 in 2.8 it's just it's hard for me to grasp my arms around the fact that these evs are faster and quicker than a combustion engine right sub two second zero to 60s just crazy yeah Yeah, absolutely crazy and there's a point where it's there's diminishing returns. Like you can only go so fast, right? right? Like before science takes over and yeah. you can't generate enough traction yeah. or. I remember when the Corvette went to the mid engine in 2020. A lot of people said, Hey, that's not a Corvette. They should have named it something else. And now with the new Corvette hybrid coming out, I've heard of some shows already saying you aren't coming here with that vehicle. Yeah. You are I mean, not allowed. We are kind of trying to keep our showcases our car showcases to our car showcases to combustion vehicles only, uh, just to kind of keep that spirit alive. As like we talked about, it's kind of fading out. But yeah, a lot of these shows are eliminating EVs as entries. Will there ever be a self-driving sport car? Well, there's a lot of really cool. That's another rabbit hole you can go down is self-driving vehicles, where there's in some large metropolitan areas. You can get in a taxi that has no driver. I don't want to be in that taxi. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be in that taxi. I think, like, I think I'm super interested in it just because, like, the technology is insane. But also, it is a little bit scary that... Well, I got to tell you, there's a commercial... Trust the machine. There's a commercial out right now, and I won't say who it's for, but it's it's a truck. And they're going down the road... And they're clapping their hands without anybody touching the driver... Or the steering wheel, excuse me. And they're singing along. And number one, why would you want to do that? Why would what do you do with your hands besides clapping and playing music? Maybe it's a possessive type of feeling that I have here. I've got to be hanging on to that steering wheel. But right. to see people in a full-size truck going down the highway, clapping and playing music and singing to it without touching the steering wheel, I'm just not ready for that. Yeah, that's another thing that's happened relatively quick. I mean, you think about when the first Tesla came out. I don't even think it's been 10 years since EVs have been somewhat in the mainstream. And those self-driving cars are also very new technology. So they've worked out a lot of bugs, but it, and it's it's progressed yeah, super fast. So it'll yeah. be cool to see what it's like in five years' time. But right now, it is a little bit, a little bit scary. And they have had accidents. They've had people getting hurt with those yeah. self-driving cars. Yeah. I just don't really understand why anybody would want that. With the technology, they're probably... It's like ro- robotics, right? Ro- ro- robo- 
It's just like robotics, like the robots in the factories that have right. replaced hardworking people. They can do it quicker, they can do it faster, and they don't get tired. They don't get tired, right. and it's much, much cheaper for the manufacturers to employ a robot, if you will. It's kind of sad, but I'm thinking the same thing with a self-driving car. They're thinking with the technology that they have, we can make this road safer by having self-driving cars. Yeah, I think that uh, fully autonomous vehicles are not something that I would ever really want. Um, just because I enjoy driving, I enjoy steering and braking and accelerating and cornering. I think that's what makes cars fun. Uh, if you look at them like that, if you view them as just like a transport thing, then you know maybe assisted driving or self-driving cars are something that you'd be more interested in. Yeah, and there's a an airplane company that has moved into Vermont, which is where we're broadcasting and where we're based out of in Sport Car USA. It's going to be a hybrid airplane hmm. it's originated in California. I believe it's Beta Technologies is the name of it. So they're going to have a hybrid airplane. Now, not a pilotless airplane. I haven't heard anything about these flying by themselves. Well, they do have autopilot, but not. I yeah. Don't think, that's one thing I don't think I trust. Fully autonomous. Plane. Yeah. I just don't know about a hybrid airplane either. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> that, but I mean, you think about how much fuel they burn. Yeah. That oh, yeah. Adding. Yeah. Adding electric to them makes sense. Environmentally, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, and they're expensive. I'm sure you'd save on plane tickets. If, if, that, te if yeah. that technology develops further, planes would be less expensive to, to operate, yeah. in theory. I mean, you know, there's repair costs and battery costs and all that, but... This company's located at our local airport, Burlington International Airport in South Burlington, Vermont. And they, as I mentioned, they came from California. They're expanding. People from all over the country are moving to Vermont to work for Beta Technologies. It's fascinating, but I don't think I want to be the first one on that first flight. Maybe not the first one. <laughs> Maybe the second. <laughs> a lot of people are saying, "Lee, come on! You're acting like you're an old man. Go oh, for yeah. it." Yeah, well, I am old. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Thank you very much, Scott. Yeah, for no that. problem. <laughs> okay, so how will cars look in the future? How will they look? They still look pretty good, like the Corvette hybrid looks yep. pretty good from the pictures I've seen. It's just interesting with EVs specifically because the the shape of them is different because they don't need a spot for an exhaust yeah. to exit, so the rear bumpers are just a solid piece of plastic. I think a lot of companies, the fronts, like the, the front grills and stuff, they always are something obscure. They always look not like you'd expect a normal car front to look. Right. Which I always found interesting. Like, why do they need to be, why do they need to look different? Like, why can't they just operate differently? Yeah, you can tell when an EV vehicle is behind you, yeah. coming up on you. They look different. The whole front is like lit up. Yeah. And it's usually all the way across. Yeah, they usually have big light bars. Which is bizarre, but there must be something to that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what do you do when the EV vehicle won't start? Do you get jumper cables? Yeah, uh, I don't think you do. Emergency I think, battery packs. Yeah, yeah, something like that. When you're out and about with your own current vehicle that's not an EV, you carry jumper cables with you, right? right. So I guess you would carry a spare battery pack with you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's some vehicles that have worked on getting like an emergency battery source that's kind of uh, not connected yeah. to the main system, but it's like a secondary battery. 
But like uh, certain cars have two batteries too. Right. I know Jeeps are one of those that have like a excess a, a battery that's just for the accessories of the vehicle. So that if you're running the radio and you kill the battery, mm-hmm. it still start the car. Well, hybrid vehicles going out too as well. The hybrid right. va- battery and then the uh, your regular Same car standards. battery. Yeah, car batteries. Yeah, I don't know how that works. There's going to have to be different services that'll come and jump your EV. I don't know how that, I don't know how that would work. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, well, I guess we're going to find out sooner than later. That's yeah, for sure. It's, it's coming. It really is. Dream car. What's your dream car, Scott? As we get off these EVs a little bit. I know. I think, uh, although I think those are really cool, I think that just by working here, uh, the, the Dodge Charger has become one of my favorites. Since I was a little kid, I've always loved Corvettes. Uh, and I think the, the Corvette that you have in that red color is beautiful. I've always loved Canary Yellow. So I think one of the newer Canary Yellow Corvettes, I don't think they make them in that color. I think that was an old school color, but... That those those Corvettes and the Chargers just the they're so practical looking. Yeah, you would have loved my two thousand my two thousand fourteen Corvette Stingray. Yeah, in canary yellow. I love that color. I don't know why. Gorgeous. And you know what's really changed a lot also is that not many years ago, to really spruce up a car, you'd put chrome rims on it. Now, now, it's gone full circle. It's like. The, the dark or the black rims mm-hmm. that are going on these vehicles. Yep. And I must say, I was a chrome rim guy, chrome rim guy because I'm older. My son, who's 40 now, told me, Dad, he said to me, like, go with the black rims. Yeah, we don't do chrome anymore. Chrome just doesn't look good. And I'm here like, what are you talking about? Chrome makes it sharp and elegant and yeah. gorgeous. Now, I'm kind of gone away from the chrome rims. Yeah, I prefer like flat colors. Right. My the wheels on my car are just matte black. Yeah. Well, like the Challengers with that yeah. flat black hood and roof and trunk area. Yep. A lot of those have that the TA matte that finish down there. Yeah, and they make a special matte protectant, and I don't even know if it's a wax, but. When I had one, you can't with Matt. You uh, can't. You can't do regular wax. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. You'll ruin it big mm-hmm. time. And I've noticed on some of the challengers that we've had in the past here at Sport Car USA, some of them seem to have some weather damage. Obviously, not everybody has a garage, and it makes you wonder how long the, that matte black finish and and that is a stripe, isn't it? It's, it's kind of like an adhesive an stripe. Yeah, like yeah, it's not like a wrap or no. I believe it's like a vinyl. Yeah, stripe. So when I had my 392, I had a yellow 392 Charger or Challenger, and I did buy some special protectant for that matte black finish. Mm-hmm. And it seemed to work really well. Yep. Really well. So. Yeah, that's my dream car. That's so, your dream car? What about you, Lee? I don't know. I don't know. I've owned so many vehicles. And I always say that if I had all the money that I lost <laughs> with all the car trades I've all made, that negative, negative equity. I would have retired probably 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> but I still have car payments and I still love vehicles. My dream car, I never was a Corvette person, but I've owned two now. I really, really like my 2020 C8 and I love my 2014 Corvette Canary Yellow Stingray. I like some of the older muscle cars. 442 Oldsmobiles, Chevelles, those are really, really sharp. Never been a Plymouth Chrysler type guy, 
even though I've owned a couple of challengers. Mm -hmm. As I've getting up, gotten older, I've hit just about everything. I think I have. American, yeah. Mustang. But I usually stay American. I usually stay American. I don't know how many foreign cars I have owned. I'm sure I have. Well, Toyotas. Yeah, Toyotas. Yeah, it's yeah. a Japanese brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. But for the most part, it's been modern muscle for me and muscle in particular. Mm -hmm. I really can't specify a specific car. That... You gotta pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's an impossible task to ask, but. It is. It is. I, I guess probably either one of those Corvettes would be right up there as number one, maybe number two. And not necessarily in any particular order. What about what would you get next if you were to trade your Corvette today? Is there anything that's first dry for something new or something that's older? Both. Both. Yeah, either one. Either one. Scott says. I I, I did mention I, if I could get a Chevelle or a four forty two Oldsmobile, that would be great. I've got a sixty six Mustang now in the garage. It's really basic. It's cool. I've got the entire history of it. But it's nothing that's great to drive. It's got the drum brakes and the bias fly tires. I made it just the way it came off the factory floor. It's a V6. It is a V6, yeah, so it's not a 289. It's kind of a boring car, but it's a great, great looking car. Candy apple red and beautiful white vinyl top. So that's just kind of a, a vehicle that I grew up seeing on the streets all the time. I won't tell you how old I am, but there are a lot of Mustangs when I was growing up out on the streets that looked just like that. Favorite car though, I guess I, I gotta go with the Corvettes. I think I'm yeah. going with the Corvettes. I've had some Firebirds that were just amazing. Yeah. Trans Ams. I know you've been eyeing that, that Orange Fury. Yeah, the G350. I did own a GT350 in the cement color, kind of lunar rock color. I did own one of those. Very loud, very fun to drive. But again, not a great riding car. But I don't think you buy those cars because, oh, I want a nice ride. They're not a daily driver. No, yeah. no. You drive them because they're loud and they're fun and they're fast. That's why you get a modern muscle car. Right. In my opinion. Your first car, Scott. Well, I'm uh, I'm not to the level. I, I'm not at Lee level yet with <laughs> my cars. My first car was just a basic Corolla. I got a, a 2018. I leased it. It was my first car. Um and I got another Corolla after that, and then I got the, the V6 Camry now, which is a little bit more fun. So we're we're, at, yeah. we're slowly stepping up. So maybe the next one will be a little bit more fun. So you see, we've got generations, uh, you know, years apart with cars that you like and I like, etc. Yeah. But my first car was a Corolla. Really? It was a Corolla, and it was going to be a Volkswagen Bug. <laughs> Tell you the story on that one. I'm glad you got the Corolla. My dad had gone away deer hunting. And I was looking for my very first car. I was only 16 years old. And what year was this? The, uh, yeah, <laughs> we won't go in there. We won't, we won't go there. But I was looking for my very first car, and I found one. And my dad was away for deer hunting for like a, you know, a, a week or two. It was a Volkswagen Bug, clean as a whistle. I can't tell you the year it was, but it was white. It was gorgeous. And I, my dad had a big thing against vehicles with engines in the rear hmm. because he well, did not funny. feel they were very safe now you have a now I, yeah that's true now i've got a corvette mid-engine mid so he probably would have a fit if he knew that i <laughs> wanted to buy that volkswagen bug yeah. with the engine in the rear guess what my sister said just buy it lee i'll give you the down payment money because 
back then you just couldn't use a card or write a check. You had to actually get the money out of the bank. And Bring this cash. was this and I don't even think the banks were open on Saturdays huh. that many years ago. I went, I put a deposit down on it. I loved it. I was so excited, but I was also in the back of my mind wondering what my dad's gonna say. He's gonna like kick my butt when I get home <laughs> because I bought a Volkswagen bug. What happened? The guy calls me up, who I put the deposit down, says, oh, I'm sorry, but the car got totaled over the weekend and you won't be able to buy it. Told that to my mother and sisters, other siblings. And they said, you know what, Lee? I bet that car did not get totaled. I bet he found another buyer who's not 16 years old. Yeah. Because that was kind of a coincidence, wasn't it? Mm. How he would total the vehicle the next day. So I think he found another buyer. So didn't get in trouble with my dad. <laughs> Maybe it was a blessing in disguise. Maybe it was. And we mutually found a Toyota Corolla down the street, a couple blocks away. I can't tell you the year of it again, but and I won't. But it was an automatic little two-seater Corolla. I guess, it, I, get, I guess it had a backseat. I don't know. And that was the car I took to senior graduation. Huh. A red Corolla. That's funny. Yeah, I think I paid twelve hundred dollars for it. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting that we both had Corollas. That is very, very interesting. Maybe we're related. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not, right? Yeah. Well, we've gone through a number of different topics here today, Scott. Is there anything you want to add? I don't think so. Uh, if, if you're hearing this before June sixteenth, uh, check out our website, sportcarusa.com. If you're in the area, come out to our showcase. Uh, and if you're not in the area, make sure to check out our YouTube channel where we'll put all the highlights. We want to remind everyone that Sport Car USA specializes in modern muscle cars. Uh, this is a trademark, Sport Car USA. Nobody else can use Sport Car USA <laughs> except us. And if you're looking for a sport car, if you have one to sell, how do they get a hold of us? SportCarUSA.com has all our contact info on there. You can also check us out on Facebook. We might even show you a video on our secret located warehouse yeah i'd love to do a little warehouse tour that would be fun yeah, we should do fun. one of these podcasts with a, a secret located warehouse nobody knows where it is except employees of sport car usa of course and it's filled with a lot of modern muscle mm -hmm. well this is lee Bodet, your host of test drive podcast we want to thank all of you for listening scott nickerson also from sport car usa thank you very much for being with us thank you lee and uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. That's for sure. Make sure you check out our Test Drive series on YouTube, as Scott was mentioning. And we'll see you next time on our Test Drive podcast. And remember, let's never forget the men and women serving this great country of ours. Goodbye, everybody.